Welcome to another episode of Learn Buddhism. I'm Alan Pido. When we think of the Buddha's enlightenment, the first thing we're thinking about is just that, his enlightenment. But what was he actually enlightened about? Well, he was awakened to the truth, the fundamental truth of what we call in Buddhism dependent origination or conditionality. Dependent origination is so important because the Buddha centered his entire teachings around it and his mission. So without dependent origination, we wouldn't even really have the Buddhist religion that we have today because that encompasses everything from dukkha, rebirth, karma. They are all coming from his awakening, his realization of the truth of dependent origination. So that was a big setup, right? So what is dependent origination? It is the teaching that all phenomena, and this includes sentient beings such as you and me, exist and are sustained due to what we call causes and conditions. Dependent origination teaches us that we do not have a self that is permanent, unchanging, or exists separately from others. And this is a really important concept because Buddhism talks a lot about non-self or not-self. And this is really where that stems from. So yourself, as you understand it right now, you believe it to be permanent, unchanging, and independent. But dependent origination is saying that it is interdependent upon and conditioned by other things. This fundamentally changes our understanding of self. So when these causes and conditions no longer support the existence of phenomena, like ourselves, it ceases in that current form. So as things arise, they have to have those right conditions to arise, and they exist as due to those conditions. And when those conditions no longer exist, then that phenomena no longer exists in that form anymore. So in Buddhism, we also have 12 links. These links describe that entire process of dependent origination, everything from birth, death, and rebecoming or rebirth. So to explain this on maybe a little basic general level, let's take a lotus flower. So lotus flowers are very symbolic and very popular in Buddhism because they also show the process of awakening, enlightenment, and just what's their process. Because, you know, they, they live in this muddy water, nutrient-rich, right? But they never see the surface of the water until they break through and they flower into that beautiful, clean lotus flower that we see in all that imagery. And that's really very symbolic, as I mentioned, in Buddhism because it teaches us the process that we're in right now. We're in this muddy water. We don't really see that surface and how beautiful it is up there. But when we're able to awaken to the truth, we break the surface of the water and we enlighten into that wonderful being such as an Arha, Bodhisattva, Buddha, and that's what we're aiming for. So in this example, it's a lotus flower, we're going to talk about dependent origination. So when the right causes and conditions arise, and I kind of mentioned, you know, this could be the soil, it could be the water that they're in, and I mentioned it's very muddy, but it's nutrient-rich for that lotus flower. It could also be the sun or just other nutrients around there. This is all the conditions that 
that lotus flower needs to keep growing, keep developing. So the flower, it just starts to grow. And eventually, as I mentioned, it blooms. The flower, however, will cease in that form eventually. We all know this. And when we look at plants and flowers, we know they're not going to be forever in that shape. But when we think about ourselves, our own existence, we have a bit of, oh, well, this is going to continue in its current form, or how I am right now is how I'm always going to be. And we don't really even understand this concept of self, the true self in us that is based upon dependent origination. There's nothing truly independent or permanent or unchanging about us that we believe is like that. So that is the false self that we are very much cling to and believe in. In fact, the only thing that truly continues on that the Buddha said and Buddhism teaches is our karmic actions. And it can be like uh, almost like seeds that are waiting to bloom. They could also be karma that has come to fruition. And even on a much grander scale, you can also have your vows. For example, those who take the bodhisattva vows, that also continues on. So when we have this idea of self, it is very hurtful for us to know that we're not going to continue on in this existence, this form, this self, this soul, whatever you want to call it, as it currently is moving forward. That's not what Buddhism teaches. So that lotus flower, it was never something as permanent, unchanging, or independent of other things to exist. And the same holds true for us. And of course, we know we're going to die. We know we're going to get old. We know we're going to get sick and all these different things. But we just believe there's something. And for some people, it could be more or less. But you believe there's something inside you that's permanent, unchanging, and independent. And that is what we're clinging to. And that is really one of the core obstacles in Buddhism for us to progress, to become an awakened, enlightened being. So it doesn't mean it's not something that we can get past. It's just something that, of course, is taught in Buddhism. And that's where all these different practices and teachings stem from to help us understand the true nature of things, just like the Buddha, which is dependent origination. So why is this important? Well, I, I mentioned a few things, right? All unenlightened sentient beings, that's you and me, we are unenlightened right now. It doesn't matter how much maybe intellectual understanding of Buddhism we have. That's not the key to becoming an awakened, enlightened being. You know, it may be very helpful for us to understand these concepts and to be able to maybe practice in different ways, but just having intellectual understanding is not going to make us awakened. So unenlightened beings like you and me, we have ignorance of the truth of dependent origination. And like I just talked about, we're talking about this intellectual truth right now, right? We're, we're understanding about dependent origination, but we don't fundamentally understand it. You're hearing what I'm saying. I'm hearing what I'm saying. But do either of us fundamentally understand this? No, because if we did, we'd be awakened right now. So there's parts of us that prevent us from progressing, from awakening. Again, doesn't mean we can't do it. The Buddha taught us that. His 
devoted followers, the arhats uh, that, that we came from the monks and the nuns, they are showing us that it can be done. And of course, we have bodhisattvas and other Buddhas showing it can be done. Now, can we do it probably in this lifetime? Well, that, that could be open to debate, right? So is it possible? Of course it's possible. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. It's just because we're living this householder, layperson lifestyle. There's lots of things that are vying for our attention that we may not always going to be able to progress as far as we want to. But that's what these half-billion Buddhists around the world already know. They know they have to continue their practice. They are working on merit generation. They are working on transforming their karma from unwholesome to wholesome. They realize all these different things and that the cycle of rebirth is going to continue. And they're just trying to create the most fortunate rebirth for this karma in the next existence as part of dependent origination. So the next existence that just comes to fruition, is it them again? No. You know, so when I cease in this current form, that's it. But the next existence is going to benefit from my karma, my karmic actions. We want to make sure it's wholesome. We are also... Maybe the vows, for example, I took the bodhisattva vows not that long ago. So that intention, that vows continues on as well. We want to ensure the next existence benefits as much as possible to progress on that path towards Buddhism. So as unenlightened beings that have ignorance of the truths of dependent origination, we are basically on this road fueling the three poisons, or like to call them the three fires, of greed, anger, and delusion or ignorance. This is our attachments to self, you know, this belief in a permanent, unchanging, independent self, the karmic actions that we create, and it traps us in this endless cycle of rebirth called samsara. Now, that cycle that we're talking about here, all what we're doing, that's, you know, that term dukkha that you hear in Buddhism, which is commonly translated as suffering, but truly means something more along the lines of unsatisfactoriness or just something's not quite right. So you're not going to have always this extreme of like, oh, it's so painful. It could, you could be happy, but you're not always going to be happy. So there's all these different little levels here that something's just not quite right. We are not no matter how happy you are right now or how sad you are right now or any type of condition you're in right now, this just isn't really how we should live because inside of us, our, our minds and, our, and how it's controlling us, we don't understand the origination. We don't understand the true nature of self and all these other things in Buddhism. So we can't realize our true self. Now, you've heard me in prior podcast episodes. I always kind of give that example of like there's a dirty window and you can't see out it right and you're basically your buddhist practice is trying to clean that window so you can be awakened to the truth outside because right now we are assuming things our perceptions are not right as much as we think they're right and we may have glimmers of right and of what's truly happening and wisdom of course is very helpful for that you know understanding things but we don't really know so the three fires are constantly fueled by our greed, anger, and ignorance. And that ignorance of dependent origination as one key part of it is really uh, a crucial factor. So to understand and and dukkha, you know, this unsatisfactoriness, we must fundamentally understand dependent origination 
to free ourselves. And this isn't something where you have to really stress about it. So you may be going, I still don't get this. That's okay. You know, as, as we talk about this, that's okay. Because what you're trying to do is make these incremental increases in your understanding of things. Now, will we get to the fundamental understandings in this lifetime? Well, maybe not, but that's okay. All the steps we're getting is helping us because we are then, as we understand more and we practice more in Buddhism, we are creating, hopefully, less and less unwholesome karma. And we're focusing on that wholesome karma. So things like you know, marriage generation, for example, are very important in this process. So unfortunately, of course, we often don't provide these conditions to water or nourish the seed of enlightenment. So it never blooms. So just like that lotus flower example, well, you know, it's inside, you know, the water, but if it's not getting the right nutrients and it's just not getting that right causes and conditions, it's never going to break the surface of the water. It's never going to bloom. And so let's say theoretically, you know, this lotus flower that's curling in the water can think and understand what's around it and they go this is a just a horrible existence you know it's so muddy around here i can't see uh, it's, it's cold i don't like it but that's not its true existence its true existence is to bloom and to be that beautiful flower above the water and feel the sunshine and everything else right so that's what we want to get to and it doesn't mean that it's no longer still in this world of samsara, remember the, the roots and the stem go all the way still in the water, but it's that understanding that there's something above that, right? So the Buddha, fortunately, has given us the teachings and practice, and you see Buddhism and all the different Buddhist traditions are using his teachings to be able to help us on this path so we can understand dependent origination and break down this belief in a permanent, unchanging, independent self, which the Buddha says doesn't truly exist. So when we are looking at dependent origination, yes, this can be a very heavy topic, and rightfully so. You know, we're, we're talking about breaking down the wrong beliefs we have in our world, and it's nothing that we've done wrong. You know, it's just, as the Buddha taught us, we don't know the difference. You know, it's that ignorance of the truth. And that's why we have a Buddha of an era. The Buddha of an era rediscovers the truth and teaches those in that era. So we're in this very fortunate era to have a Buddha. Not all eras do. And so now we have this truth, this understanding. And we can absolutely make progress on the path. And of course, Understanding things like you're doing right now is great, but doesn't mean that's it. We have to practice, of course. And you saw the Buddha and his followers, his monastic community, they practice as well. I hope this episode on dependent origination helps you understand it a little bit. But don't go, I fundamentally don't understand this right now. Perfectly okay. This is why we listen to monastics and their Dharma talks so we can understand more. This is why we practice, you know, so the, the more we practice, we are able to basically break that cycle of rebirth. And that's what we want to do. But, you know, obviously we're probably not going to do that as laypersons in this lifetime. So the more merit generating activities we can do, you know, creating that wholesome karma, reducing or eliminating, if we possibly can, the unwholesome karma, it's really important. So all of that really ties into what we're talking here 
and I think this is probably one of the most underrated and least talked about, at least in Western circles, the part of Buddhism I think is, is wonderful. It's dependent origination because it is what the Buddha was awakened to. This is key to everything in Buddhism. And even this short podcast really can't do it justice. So I hope you continue to learn more about dependent origination. Listen to monastics uh, with their Dharma talks. And uh, I hope you find this fascinating and want to continue learning more. So I'll talk with you in our next episode. Thank you.